Uh, <laughs> um, you, you need a board. We got you a board. He has a board. Oh, we, we have a broken board. board. Um, I guess this is uh, Matt's fast podcast, uh, episode two, and I have my uh, very good friend, Mr. Mark Velli here. Um, we're uh, really excited to have this second uh, version of the podcast. And who's number one? Uh, Mr. Bryn. Round table, yeah. Very good. Yeah, you're number two. Number two. And then we have, we're filming number three, number four, and uh, yeah, we're just going to keep going on these, and they're fun to do, and we'll, uh, me and Mark, on, we'll have hour-long phone calls about this kind of stuff, so um, that, he just made a lot more sense to have as, a, as another guest, and uh, I think people will enjoy him, and hopefully they recognize his, uh, his face here, and love his uh, voice, because his voice wins me over, and I'll tell you, if I wasn't you know, have two feet in front of me, I'd be all over them right now, but... Uh, no, I don't have an accent. You do. Oh, to you, right. No, you have an accent. I still have an accent. But you do have an accent. But in Australia, you have an accent. So I would be rare. You're a... Uh, I'm a Charizard. It's all about point of difference. It's, it's, it's the reason I'm still here. <laughs> I have a point of difference. <laughs> you're, the, talking. you're the odd you're the, the odd one out I'm pretty sure people are staring at me to try to figure out exactly what I'm saying I'll, I'll, I'll take it I'll take well they, it just, they a, just do the exactly hmm what mm. <laughs> exactly. that's what I think yeah I think people are doing that but uh, I think that's why we've gone along so well. I think so too yeah and I mean we're both um, we both are not six foot nine that is true and we're both hairy and we're both you know if you squint I'm kind of good looking if you squint real uh, like a lot like the chlorine in your eyes squint and like you you got the whole I try. package going on I try I mean when you work with people like look at this Jesus mm. it's, it's a lot you got a rock star team I know it's, I'm like the Robin Williams of the, <laughs> I'm the Robin Williams of this group you know short hairy Sometimes funny. Sometimes funny. But when you're funny, when you're on When you're point, funny, it's funny. When it you're works. not funny, it's really, really bad. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he did some movies that were not good. But then he does a Mrs. Doubtfire, and it kind of saves all that. That is true. Um, so I guess let's... I know the story, but I want everybody else to know um, your story. So mm-hmm. how did you get into business? Uh, you know, it's funny word, entrepreneur. I mean, we throw that, that term around yeah. so often. I, Everyone's I, yeah. an entrepreneur. See, I don't even like to say the word. I hate the word. I, I don't like the word either, but people say it, and I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, it's thrown on so vaguely. Mm-hmm. Somebody sells, you know, does stickers in their basement or sells something in their mother's basement, and they're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think that's the right... No, it's, uh, well, you know, I've been pretty much working for myself now for, you know, 20, 30 years, if you, you look at the time frame of uh, hobby businesses, part-time businesses, hustles, side hustles, yeah. working three jobs at the same time, I, I, think, uh, I think I've always been entrepreneurial mindset. Uh, I, I actually loved making money when I was a kid. Any way, shape or form that I can make it or figure out how to, how to get it. Yeah. Uh, I used to always get in trouble for um, the weirdest things when we were kids. My, uh, my brother's three years younger than I am. And I somehow convinced him to trade his, uh, the, the smaller coins for the bigger coins. Now, obviously, the $1 and the $2 coins are worth more than the $0.50 cents and oh, the yeah, yeah. Cent coins. So you'd be getting the... Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. My parents yeah. found out and, of course, got in trouble for that. Yeah. But uh, I think I always, um, I always had the, 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 the mindset of, of making money, earning it, 
and, and then what it was like to, to save and essentially building. Uh, you know, my first part-time job was, was mowing the lawn, washing cars and, and cleaning the driveway, yeah. you know, part-time jobs. Uh, you know, you, you get into college and, you know, college not, it's, it's certainly not cheap. So, no. you know, figuring out whatever way, shape or form it takes to, to survive yeah. and, uh, you know, put food on the table. Um, and that turns into, you know, obviously after university getting a full-time job and realizing, yeah, this really isn't cut for me. And then you start asking, you know, why? Why can't I just be like everybody else? Yeah. And, and you actually start to, uh, to embrace the reason, the reasons what, what makes you unique. It's, uh, you know, if, if you're not cut out for a nine to five job and you're essentially finding yourself working two or three or four side hustles, it's, um, it, it's, it's definitely a reality check to say, well, well, maybe there's something bigger. And it requires a little bit more focus or refinement over right. time. And that essentially brought me to, uh, to where we're at today. Thankfully, I've got one hustle one side hustle, and uh, and that's to really make this this advertised dream uh, a reality at this point. And what's advertise? Advertise is a it's an online marketplace. Uh, we're really democratizing. We're really changing the way that that brands, agencies, marketing professionals uh, connect with media vendors and and advertising sellers locally, globally, online, traditional, non-traditional, billboards, everything from you know digital digital marketing campaigns right through to some of the uh, traditional stuff that you'd expect to see with um, billboards and newspaper prints, radio and so on. So we're really, uh, we're really changing the game in, in the advertising industry scope. Well, just so everybody's aware too, I'll, I'll be texting Mark and he's in like, <laughs> God knows where, you know. I'm in, here's one place, I'm in San Francisco, then I'm in Vancouver and I'm in Toronto and I'm looking mm -hmm. at my... Like there's, I'm like, oh, there's definitely no time. I went down to the yeah. north side today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a privilege of working in Lethbridge, and uh, the element of getting off the grid, you know, focusing, working in the basement, home office, of course. Yep. Um, but most of our business now is truly global. So we, you know, we do find ourselves a lot of our, spending a lot of our time in Toronto. Um, I'm in Montreal next week. Uh, we've spent a lot of time in San Francisco, of course. And the, and the goal for me personally is to really figure out how to get back to my grassroots, how to get back to Australia. I don't think we essentially need to have an office there, but um, yeah, being based down there would be almost like a, a, a coming home moment for me and my family. Three amigos. I'm, I'm a lucky guy. In Montreal, though. Yes. You've been. I have. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice place. Yes. For everybody who's watching this and hasn't been to Three Amigos, it... How would you explain Three Amigos? Well, before, three, before we do this, Three Amigos paying for product placement? Is I would a, hope so. We're going to throw this out I, to I, the I, three owners of Three Amigos. I'm going to have to call Three Amigos. <laughs> we'll, throw, and, we'll, we'll give them a call and say, hey guys, like, you know, shoot, I mean, 50 bucks would be fine. This a check the, for 50 bucks would be all this right. This really is the future of, of the way that brands are really connecting with, uh, with new channels to reach an audience. And, yeah. and, and that's the changing scope of what advertising is. Advertising is not TV commercials. It's not simply it's radio. It's not the newspaper. It's not the it's radio. Not. It's not the TV. It's going to this kind of stuff. It's, exactly. it's us saying three amigos, Diet Pepsi. Like that's the way it's going. Mm -hmm. The video, um, the vlogging, that kind of stuff. That's where mm -hmm. everything's going. And, exactly. And, you know, we, on, on our side of our business, we talk with people daily that are moving their budgets from TV to mm -hmm. radio to us. Exactly. Um, all well, the social media, all Facebook. I mean, exactly. You spend two thousand dollars on a billboard. That's right. Um, 
which it does it work does work for, for, it does work certain for some businesses. some companies but then you, you essentially you have to appreciate the the digital uh, revolution yeah uh, the digital evolution that we're in and at the forefront where brands really started to identify the return on investment um, you know brands have really started to shrink their uh, their advertising and marketing campaigns yeah. for, for, for very good reasons um, for, for you know for so many years advertising or traditional advertising has not worked and the, the, I, I guess the, the analytics meeting a certain demographic, it has started to decrease. Yep. And digital tools now, specifically digital marketing, and we're not just talking about online banner ads, and we're not just talking about social anymore. There's a real insurgence with, um, with emerging digital. And there are so many ways and channels to, to essentially speak to a specific audience or a specific demographic. But your specific product or specific service, too. Exactly. And you they narrow work. that right down. And we have better measurement tools to figure out what that return on investment is. So whether it is a chief marketing officer yeah. or a CFO, right down to the person who owns your, uh, you know, your, your, your local business. Yeah. We work with a lot of uh, SMEs and the, the, the buck really stops with the owner of the business. And if we can't really prove or can't show the traction of, of a strong marketing or advertising campaign, businesses these days are finding themselves in a very interesting uh, situation where they're innovating or dying. Uh, we're either growing business or we're losing uh, to our competitors, and you know we're really, we're in a time now where competition is strong. It's uh, it's everything. It is, and your reputation is everything. And what sure you're, is. and if you're not doing, I'm just going to point at all the things again. If you're not doing this kind of stuff in your world, my mm -hmm. world, you're going to fade out. Well, the thing that we, uh, we we certainly work with, and and you could say that we work with proactive business owners and reactive business owners, and we don't prejudice or we don't we don't judge you know, which side of the equation companies fall into. Um, but we are in a very dangerous time now where, at least from an age perspective, uh, we work with a lot of older companies that are really scrambling to figure out how to connect with their audience again. And it's a dangerous time throwing money at advertising or marketing with the promise that it works without a, at least a, something you know, to show them. Putting thought into a, into a campaign or a strategy, throwing money at social media just hoping or expecting that it works without the right tools that go into it. And that's, uh, that, that's certainly... But I think with at least the social media and that kind of stuff, you get some sort of, uh, you know, numbers back. You do, but I think that's really the beginning of, of a social media campaign. Uh, in your field, I mean, I'm, I'm sure people are calling all the time and saying, hey, I really love the video that you did. Yeah. I really love the content that I saw you do yeah. with company in, in wherever, in Lethbridge yeah. or... Yeah. Around Canada, Alberta. whatever, yeah. Um, Help us do the same thing. Yeah. And you kind of say, well, let's sit back before I even take your money. I don't want to steal your money. Yeah. What's your idea? What are you selling? What are you doing? Exactly. Like, what's the idea? That's right. Um, we're not basic with the vlogs and, and even this podcast. We're not selling mm -hmm. myself. We're selling the podcasts are about the guests. Exactly. The vlog is just to show people kind of, you know, what we do as a whole office and, and, mm -hmm. and my kind of work life. That's about it. I mean, yeah, there's we, but the jokes aren't fake jokes. We literally go for lunch and something happens and we I, laugh. I actually really enjoy what I do for work. Yeah, I, me too. I love working with uh, affiliates like yourself, and yeah. we'll talk about that. I'm, I'm sure in this oh, podcast. Yeah. But uh, I'd say for the most part, from from the client perspective, from the industry perspective, from our partners, and and, the, and essentially the community that we've built. I love what we do. It's it's a it's a uh, it's a vibrant, it's a fun environment. That's always and, changing. And uh, you know, certainly having the, 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 the privilege of being invited into someone's business, as I said, whether they're being proactively growing their business yeah. or reactively 
growing their business. Yeah. And the same thing, really. Um, it's uh, it's very it's a very insightful role to be in, where I can see and have so many touch points on so many businesses that we work with. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's why we do what we do, I guess. Mm-hmm. Eh? And every day is different, and I think your staff and even my staff enjoy that. And mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine doing something that's repetitive. Not I'm not in that business. I'm not, not interested in that. <clears throat> I'm not. It's not something I care about doing. And mm-hmm. I said it in a little project me and Adam or at that Adam's working on. Um, I don't know what I'm doing that day unless they're scheduled meetings. I have mm-hmm. no clue. No, that's right. You don't know if you're staying there till seven, ten, twelve, whatever. You have no idea. And if we come back to the topic of you know being <clears throat> entrepreneurial, there's there's so many tools now that we have that we didn't have ten years, twenty years ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, the term entrepreneur really. If we can, uh, if we can joke about it, um, <laughs> I, I think we're all entrepreneurial. I think yeah, we've every really, single person would I think be we've evolved. in some way. Exactly right. But it's, you know, the Mark Cuban. It's either the entrepreneur or the real entrepreneur, right. the guy or the woman or man that mm-hmm. can take an idea and either make it better or it's their own idea. Exactly. I personally. There's certain things that I don't find entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. that some people do. There's certain businesses or certain things, and I don't want to say what they are, but um, there's certain there's certain uh, (laughs) things that aren't entrepreneurial in my aspect that people like vote, you know, go crazy for, and I don't think they're entrepreneurial at all. Well, that's an interesting thing uh, thing too. I mean, we and again, like is a franchisee an entrepreneur? Well, that's the thing, and, and you have to start looking at trends, and you start to look at where innovation truly comes from. And I, I do believe that whether people are entrepreneurial to have a drive and, yeah. and the hustle to essentially make something for themselves, that is an element of being entrepreneurial. Yeah. Um, but you're absolutely right. It's playing in the startup space, and I'd say that Advertise is, is moving out of a very unique space of being an early startup, yeah. moving into more mature or even late-stage startup. But essentially, we're being measured as a business, and everything comes back down to revenue and customers and customer acquisition yep. and recurring revenue models and uh, getting audited by you know financial institutions yeah. like PricewaterhouseCoopers. I mean, we essentially have to grow up at some point. You cannot be running a business as a hobby. The trunk pusher. That's exactly the trunk it, pusher. Right? It's um. So you're right. I mean, there there are a lot of businesses that, 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 that we see ourselves and think, well, is this a startup or is this a real business, or is it a hobby? Yep. And I think a lot of the owners of, the co- of companies themselves either don't spend enough time asking themselves that question or just don't, they haven't built a, a support network around them to, uh, to, to get that insight. I think that's very important as well. So what would you, and I'll answer my side, but mm-hmm. if you could say like to you, what's an entrepreneur, what would you say? Like if you had to dummy that down to maybe I, a sentence uh, or something. <clears throat> I look, at it, I look at it from so many different uh, perspectives, but the, the movie that really stands out is uh, Pursuit of Happiness, Will Smith. Never seen it. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Everybody that's behind these cameras is looking at me like I'm totally out to lunch. I've never seen the movie. Okay, watch the movie. And you know, even though that Will Smith is not working on his own personal business, he's not working a part-time business. He's not, you know, trying to recreate something or, you know, trying to be disruptive in a in a in a traditional industry. Yeah. He's essentially a an investment banker or an investment broker, uh, playing the stock exchange, I believe, and he's essentially working himself into a into a role with one of the big Wall Street firms. Now, the okay. story that Will Smith goes through with a side hustle, I think he's flogging X-ray machines or something, whatever it is. It's essentially it's a it's an outdated product. 
that hospitals don't need. And this is how he pays his bills while he's working a, a very aggressive 30-day internship. And when I look at what it takes to become an entrepreneur, not so much being an entrepreneur, what it takes to be an entrepreneur, uh, is the real differentiation between people who want it or hope for it to happen and the people who make it happen. And it's a when good you really reflect on the people who make things happen, that's the element, or at least the foundation of, of a true entrepreneur, because they may success or they, they, they might succeed or fail. It's not so much about the failure. But they're jumping all in. Well, you're always learning something when you fail as well. Yeah. But what are you learning? What are you taking that to the next project? Even if you take a hiatus from working in your own business or even hobby at that point, oh, yeah. Yeah. most people who are wired this way will get back into doing something. Oh, for sure. Or they'll change the, uh, they'll change the game working for a company and, and, and be the catalyst of your change as well. Yeah. But uh, I, I think there are some things that stand out in certain people that make them entrepreneurial rather than being entrepreneurial. You answered that a lot better than I was going to. I, I'm, I, I'm surprised that I'm not fumbling words here. No, yeah, you're doing, this, you're doing better than me. I think we should switch this over to Mark's <laughs> Fast Podcast because that was, that was a really good answer. My, my answer was... Do you consider yourself an entrepreneur, Matt? Mr. Gillen? How are we going to switch the role? I would <laughs> consider myself one because I get told that I'm one, but I don't right. feel like one. And, and I don't I, think entrepreneurs feel... Like an entrepreneur. It's just the normal well, day. It's the same with you. Exactly. When we, I don't think of myself as an entrepreneur because this is something that I've built and you just, it's your thing. Well, I mean. Same with our office. Our, People think our exactly. office is this beautiful thing and I, I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice, but it's our office. Mm -hmm. I see it every day. Well, look, look at the hustle. I mean, most of us, you go to sleep thinking about work. Mm -hmm. You stupidly dream about work. You wake yeah. up in the, in the middle of the night writing notes. You wake up at four or five in the morning. Uh, I, I, I'm list. very regimental with a routine. I like to hit the gym in the morning, uh, at least before the kids wake up and before I'm being told to get back home. <coughs> my, my boss is my wife, of course, so I have to That's, have to that's a smart answer. Yeah, she's probably listening to this right <laughs> that's now. A, that's a smart answer. She's a boss. smart man right there. But, uh, you know, I, I do believe that most entrepreneurs are also regimental. They may be disorganized. There's, yeah. there's certainly a disorganized chaos. But every day you probably make your bed. But you do. I absolutely. I make my bed every morning. Absolutely. In fact, I don't really put a lot of thought into what I wear every day as well. There, there is a, there's a comfort in knowing that this is what you wear. I went to a, uh, an elementary school, high school, where you wear a school uniform. Oh, you nice. take pride in an appearance. Yeah. I actually, it, uh, it scares the crap out of me thinking of you know, sending my kids to school here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's almost like a little fashion parade every day. Yeah. And I mean, it must be expensive for parents as well to go through. Oh, yeah. When no, you, you go to school in a uniform, you make sure you iron your uniform in the morning, yeah. you pack your bag. Otherwise, when you go to school and if you don't have a lunch or, you know, it, that's on you. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm really proud to say that my parents were, uh, are blue collar workers yeah. and um, are very proud of, you know, setting those, uh, those, those rules, those boundaries. Uh, quite early when we were kids, so perhaps that's the the basis of where we where it all starts. I, I don't know. Who knows? I, I'll uh, go back to your. I guess I do think of think I am mm -hmm. because I get told it, but it, it's it's just the it's just a, what you do. Mm -hmm. Like now we're doing the vlogs and the <coughs> podcasts and stuff like that. I mean, I find them really really fun. Mm -hmm. But like I was telling Adam the day we did our first podcast, we were filming and we did a podcast and by the end of the day, my voice was gone. Of course. I've never had that happen my whole life because I've never had to talk so much my whole life. Well, I actually remember the first time that we pitched uh, the advertised business in, in Calgary, Alberta, 
And uh, I, I didn't actually consider myself to be a nervous person. Maybe maybe you can't where, tell. Where from is this. Calgary, Alberta? Calgary, Alberta is. <laughs> so where these people that fly all over. There's Calgary, Alberta. It's this little place in Al Alberta, yeah. Canada. Well, I'm really hoping that uh, this is going to be an international podcast. Well, that, I, that, you know, well, it, there, it I mean, really we're getting be. like 30, 40 view uh, listens from the last one, so hopefully we'll get a hundred here and exactly, you know, thousand views, and that's right. Then we'll go, and people in Australia will be like, "Hey, I know that guy. Yeah. I know that that Mark guy. He's yeah. he came and bought a latte for me one time." Well, I haven't been home for. <laughs> well, I, I try to go home every every year. Uh, well, those but, blue um, eyes, they just. Well, suck people in. Most people, when they think of Australians, <laughs> they're not thinking of five foot seven midgets, hairy with blue eyes. They're usually thinking surfer, you know, six foot, blonde. Oh, I thought you were the tall one. I told my wife that actually. <laughs> I, I actually <laughs> told her. I Everybody said, in Australia is. I'm Shaquille O'Neal in my family. Yeah. She laughed until she met my parents. She goes, "Wow, you really are tall for your family." Yeah. So yeah, that's not bad. All inside jokes. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my mother's also very short, but. Um, yeah, what were we even? I know we, we rambled off there. I mean, uh, we were talking entrepreneurial, and yeah, yeah. I, I do think so. And uh, I know that you, you, you are, to me, I think you are. Um, I wanted to just answer my um, entrepreneurial, and mine's a lot shorter than yours, um, and it, it's basically a two-sentence thing. I think an entrepreneur is somebody that um, risks it all, mm -hmm. goes all in, and you don't necessarily have to be taking item X and making it you know, make a ton of money or anything, or making a wheel, you know, making the wheel itself, mm -hmm. you can just take that wheel and make it a little bit better and stuff like that. But I think risking it all, knowing that you can lose it all tomorrow, mm -hmm. and it's your own kind of, it's your own setup or your own, not even, doesn't even necessarily need to be your idea. I mean, Facebook wasn't, the idea of bringing people together wasn't Marcus Zuckerberg's idea. See, and that, and, and that was MySpace, and that, I mean, there yeah. was all these other things at that point. Exactly. Um, Apple computers, there was already, mm -hmm. you know, a computer company before them, right? So right. There's, there's companies before, it's how you make that item mm -hmm. better than the last. And I haven't traditionally been comfortable with, with, uh, with risk, certainly from a financial perspective, um, but it's something that I believe that as an entrepreneur, when you are essentially making your dreams come true, visions, building teams, uh, which come at a cost, of course, I've become comfortable with risk. And I think that's moving me towards becoming a better entrepreneur as well. Yeah. You have to be absolutely comfortable with risk. 100%. Uh, you know, I look at my bank statements and yeah. I mean, they're hideous. Um, I'd, I'd hate to look at my, uh, my, credit, my credit score, but yeah. it's essentially, I, I have to do this mm -hmm. to, uh, to, to make this to make, to make this happen. To make your, not, I, I don't even say personally my dreams come true. Mm -hmm. I, our team's um, dreams come true. Well, Everybody in the, yeah. in, in the business has their dream and, and knows what, I mean, we're already talking about, it's no joke, getting a new mm -hmm. office. Right. And, um, you know, these are things that, you know, happen with, with growth and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And, I mean, it's, it hasn't been that long. And no. just risking it all. And, you know, well, I see my bank statements, like you said. Exactly. And sometimes those numbers are scary. And nope. you're just like, whatever. You just, you figure it out. You figure, you figure it out. I think that's, that's an important thing. You, you figure have to it just out. Just figure it out. You and can't your staff, complain. And your staff are looking at you as uh, you know, to be a mentor, or a leader, someone to listen to. You can't to worry about to. that stuff. You should be conscious that you essentially can't bring those problems to the office. No. You, you you have to think about it, but you can't think about it at the same time. Yep. It's not the it's not the the thing that wakes me up in the morning thinking I'm going to stop everything now. Yeah. It's it's certainly not. You got to keep going. You have to keep pushing because that all it takes is one like one. 
one video, right. one podcast, mm-hmm. one blue, one set of blue eyes, one photo <laughs> to change the world. And, and if we I'm talk- not saying I'm changing the world, but <laughs> I mean, those, there has been stuff like that that yeah. has changed the world. And it's, it's, you know, it's kind of cool. And, mm-hmm. you know, Three Amigos, product placement, Montreal. <laughs> Hit me up <laughs> at Matt Gillen. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, risking it all. And that's the entrepreneurial way. But there is the fake entrepreneurs. And I run into mm-hmm. them every day. We talk about them every day. And it's the people, you know, and it's no secret. I mean, we've had this conversation mm-hmm. about, you know, my Kardashian comment mm-hmm. and, you know, people, the negative comments that I have gotten, which are a lot less than the positives. Those are the fake entrepreneurs, the, the fake, mm-hmm. fake entrepreneurs that that do those that have more time to worry about what the hell I'm doing mm-hmm. or what you're doing exactly than their own lives I think it's important to be I hardly have time to take to go to the bathroom let alone look on someone's page and be like oh exactly. yeah no their their media company's doing better than ours I should mm-hmm. probably hate them and da-da-da. like I don't care we no. I do not look at our competition's pages no I don't like if they come up you're like oh sweet like congratulations mm-hmm. good good for them but like we don't have the time to worry about it. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting <coughs> you bring that up. If, if you're spending so much time looking at those comments, looking at what your competitors are doing, you're building a strategy based on what your competitors are doing and you're not being a trailblazer, yep. which is where you should be. And if you're not a trailblazer, then you're essentially just in, in the mix. And, and it looks bad for business. It, it does. We had a conversation with a customer mm-hmm. in an industry that I won't say talking about some other customer uh, colleagues of theirs and it was just such a funny conversation to like it's, it's people's it's like turning into people's jobs to bash their competition and mm-hmm. it's bullshit well the Who auto industry has like, been doing it for years and the it, auto <clears throat> real estate exactly even our industry photography yeah. I, and video like all these guys like i don't know why mm-hmm. people like hate on a comment like a, a, no. or a photo or a video like oh that that video was the ugliest thing I've ever seen or this photo, like who the fuck cares? Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like exactly. just focus on your own thing, man. Like and from a marketing, from an advertising perspective, it, it, it doesn't buy customers. It's almost like having a price argument. You know, company A says we can do this for a thousand dollars and company B says price war is on, we can do it for $400. It doesn't actually win. It hurts the whole industry. Loyalty. Absolutely. The whole industry's fucked, man. That's exactly it. So it's, uh, nobody wins. Nobody wins. I don't like to see when when it's not a win-win situation. No, everybody's worth something and you need to know what your value is too. And mm-hmm. you can't worry about, you know, um, I said it in one of my first vlogs or the second vlog. Um, we don't, we have our price. We will tell you your price for mm-hmm. video, photography, content creation, social media, even the merch. And if you're, if you say, you know, an unreasonable number, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'll just use $10 for item X or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you come in at two dollars, and it doesn't even like it's not. It's so far from like industry average that, that I know you're exactly. bullshitting me. Yep. Bye. That's See it. ya. Go to the guy down the street because he mm-hmm. can lose the forty-five cents. That's right. I'm down for it. Like, go for it. Because mm-hmm. we have bills to pay. Exactly. You know? yep. Somebody has to buy my diet Pepsi's. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> and I mean, companies have expenses. Yep. People need like companies have to make money. Mm-hmm. Because you can't pay, uh, you know, Trudeau's taxes with inventory or exactly. with Diet Pepsi's. Right. They want money. And, that's, and, this, and this is a very interesting uh, time that we're getting into. The, the price war with com- uh, customers, competitors. Yeah. Uh, the job market is always already being affected. I mean, the, the biggest commodity 
uh, would, would be us, the people, human people, resources. Yeah. And there are less and less people and wage in... And that's exactly right. So I don't uh, even know if we want to talk about that one because that'll start a whole, a whole roller coaster of shit. Yeah. Well, let's bring it There's, back to topic. I mean, it's, it's, it's so important now more than ever for brands, companies to really establish what makes them unique, what makes mm -hmm. them different to their competitors. And don't value. talk about your competitors, rise above your competitors. Yeah. And even if it's a, a, a trial and everything, like doing a podcast like this, it might work. It, it might work, it might not. But if you're not doing it, someone else will figure Somebody out Somebody else is doing it. And even in little, I mean, you travel a lot. You probably see people doing the vlogging and this kind of stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if, if me, Keegan, or Adam, or, or even Erica, when she's taking photos of some of this stuff, if we're, like, mm -hmm. going for coffee or we're at, you know, Stoke Town. I think I saw you at Stoke Town. Yeah. You almost had, like, a media production. There was a whole thing there. And people and look at you like you're crazy. No, and people look at you with admiration. And I really do think that there's a, there's a sense of envy. People looking from the other side of the room thinking... Why can't we do this with us? Why are we not thinking about this? See, I think I think people think like that, but then people are like, "Oh, what is he doing?" Look at this like, obnoxious guy. Yeah, what is this like? Who is, it, who is that? I went to school with that guy. He's such a he's such well, a loser. But I mean, I don't care anymore, and it's taken me a couple yeah. videos to get over that. Well, I don't think you I don't think you ever really get over it. You you essentially learn learn how to curve the yeah, enthusiasm. You just it's, don't. Uh, you know, you don't yeah. care about it, but you see it where, where you're going. I mean, oh, exactly. you're probably walking down Walmart. People have little sticks and absolutely you know vlogging themselves or whatever but um people here you know we were in a meeting with a general a, a counselor in town and mm -hmm. um, and uh he's like you know he was talking to one of his friends at this meeting and he's like oh yeah matt's doing this really inventive thing and when he said it i was like well no i'm not it's actually just for a little Lethbridge that you know goes to the west side and stops on 43rd or 44th Street and then goes all the way down to the airport. Within that, it's crazy, but yep. in the world, it's not. Mm -hmm. What I'm doing is nothing special and in the whole scheme of everything. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot of innovation coming from, from everywhere. Whether oh, we're yeah. in Lethbridge or Alberta, Alberta's really trying to identify or re-identify itself as, a, as an energy tech yeah. province rather than oil and gas. Well, that'll come in October. Exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> People know what I'm talking about with that. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Is it October or November? I think it's October. October. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about the vote. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the vote. Yeah. <laughs> the big vote. The big vote. That's yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, I guess uh, I'm getting told by uh, our crew here that we mm. need to uh, <clears throat> um, do our last thoughts here. Mm -hmm. So. Um, this, what, is the, this is the pondering. Yeah, this is the where you got to figure out what you're thinking about, and then you got to be like, you know what? Tell me your thoughts, Mr. Gillen. Mr. Gillen, uh, my thoughts. My thoughts about uh, this idea and, and you was uh, I, I thought it was really, really good. I, I have a lot of fun talking with you about this kind of stuff, and I just thought it would be great for the podcast. I think that I think people will be interested in that, and I think people will look into your business and, mm -hmm. and be like, wow, you know, that, that's, you know, when you see these kind of advertising and you see billboards and stuff like that, there's people doing that stuff mm -hmm. and he's the guy doing it. But it goes beyond that. And, uh, I think, I think even how we met through, through the industry yep. in a non, in a, in a, in a non-traditional way, we didn't meet very non-traditional. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> the way that I consider Brandstamp, Brandstamp is really one of our affiliate partners. Yeah. Um, that's a play on words being affiliate, of course, uh, where, where, the advertising marketplace, but really there's the fulfillment to advertising that hasn't been answered. And that's really where Brandstamp and Candy Co come in uh, from a merchandising, from a logo design, content creation, even to building a website. Um, 
it's it's really about for us building community yeah and that's important yeah let who does what they do best do it absolutely and surround yourself with those type of people mm-hmm. and you, you you're okay to work with as well <clears throat> except when he rolls in looking all dressed up and i'm wearing a dirty t-shirt and <laughs> and a chain necklace from the mall <laughs> um well thanks Amen. always a pleasure and uh, I'm sure we'll talk again. And uh, we, 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 better, we were vlogging and mm-hmm. filming and, and videoing all this. So we will uh, definitely have you on that. And Excellent. everybody, make sure you guys look, look up Advertise. Is it, and, is it here? Uh, it I here. think it'll be like somewhere there. here. There. Oh, there. wrecking stuff. Some, it'll be in here. here somewhere. Check it out. Look at, you know, look at what he's doing. His uh, website is beautiful. Um, he's working with some really, really cool companies and just follow him up and, mm-hmm. you know, when he's calling me up in San Francisco or wherever he's at, he's always got stories. So follow him. It's very interesting. And, uh, if you guys that need any of that stuff, Mr. Bella, he's your guy. Excellent. Thank you.